something wrong with the goddamn Ukrainians, John. <laughs> I think it's pre-lunchtime. Oh, it's daytime. The sun is shining. Yeah, man. We're both bloody exhausted. I have been on somewhat of an accidental bender. Me too, actually. You have to go back to Brisbane for a second wedding. It's the yeah, same as the first. It's the same as the first because Serbs just can't fucking... Like, it always has to be in an old school church. Hey, man, someone's got to steal a shoe. Mm. A shoe must be stolen. Yeah, dude. No, I'm looking forward to it. I feel like we're going to eventually get... One day we're going to do a record where we don't start it with we're both fucking tired. Oh, dude, I don't think that's going to happen until we're making enough money to get a producer for this shit. Mm. A personal assistant. Fucking A, man. Um... Yeah, no, I, I did um, magic last night, given a deck. See, I did it in halves. Yeah. Because I just showed up and I was like, oh, oh, dude, completely ruined. Like, I haven't had any good sleep this week. Or, mm-hmm. So I'm just like, that's oh, okay, I'm fucking good. Oh, no, it wasn't magic. It was comedy on time. Yep. And then showed up just like out of it. Just that feeling of like, I could still feel, you know when you can feel when your face wants to be on a mattress? Yes, 100%. You know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, it's right there, dude. I show up. And uh, someone there's given out Dexies. I'm like, I'll take a half. Mm-hmm. And I took a half and then fucking was good for a little bit and yeah. then started to feel the decline like at like the second hour into the show. Yeah. It took the other half and then lost my mind when we came home. Like I just couldn't. Oh, fucking, really? I was fine the entire time and I just couldn't fall asleep. Like it was just. I actually haven't had this maybe ever where it's like. My body was tired, my eyes were tired, but my brain was running. Oh, dude, that that sometimes is the fucking worst. And so I was just on a fucking loop. The entire I can't even remember there was like a fucking specific song that was oh, there was this fucking dude on TikTok that uh is he did like a Bo Burnham esque song. Yeah. He's like this bald dude that's like ordering a burger from a screen you used to work when you were eighteen. <laughs> okay. Right? And it's all very kind of like, isn't the future crazy? Uh-huh. Like mixed with sadness, all that. And I could just see his fucking head clear as day every time I closed my eyes and heard the song. It's like I was like, it's like he was right there. Oh, and he just wouldn't leave you alone. On a loop for an hour. He's my fucking sleep paralysis demon. This oh, fucking fuck, Newtown cuck going. Ordering <laughs> a burger from screen. It's a very catchy song. Like yeah. it's, it re- but it's very, but yeah, it's very Bo Burnham inside-esque. Yeah. Um, and you can just tell that he's like so fucking. I don't know, dude. It's I, I. It's like you know that feeling when you watch dudes do ASMR, and it's like this is calming, but I hate you. Yeah, it's like thank you for relaxing me, but I know that if we were in the same room together, you would be the least relaxing you, cunt in the you'd world. You'd be insufferable, dude. I met an ASMR dude back up in Brisbane. And I didn't know who it was. This would have been like 2016, 2017, mm. and Michelle knew him. Mm. And Michelle was like, "Oh, you're that ASMR dude. I really like you. It's really mm. cool." And he was this tiny, scrawny little dude, and he was just like, "Yeah, man, like that's me. Like ASMR is the next generation of therapy. Like it's helping people sleep. You know, it's really nice to be on the forefront of this new culture that's bringing people together through the community." And I'm like, "Cunt, there's no community when listening to you talk for five minutes, I then go asleep." Well, also, it's like let's be real. ASMR is for people who are too tired to jack off. Yes, that's the business that you're in. ASMR works great after you've already jacked off. Yes. I just rub your nose gently. Yeah. If you can't get it up, you listen to ASMR. Yes. ASMR is ASMR is fucking sleeping medication for the completely impotent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's not the cutting edge of therapy, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like you can be replaced with me jacking off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, 
In fact, th- I feel like there's a lot of medicines that could probably just be replaced with you jacking, jacking off, off a, yeah. just a little bit more. I wonder what that... Because you know, I've never been on antidepressants, but you know how people say they always have a hard time coming on it? You've had that. Have you had that experience? I have had both sides of the coin. I've had the antidepressants that uh, make you not come, mm-hmm. and I have the antidepressants that don't get you hard. Oh, shit. And the antidepressants that don't make you come, or it takes a, like, a lot of work to do it, and it's very hard to do it with someone else. Right. It, sex becomes almost this meditative tantric thing. Uh-huh. You're like, well, I'm not going to come, but I like having sex. And so, sure. And then you, I don't know, you sort of develop a deeper relationship with the concept of sexuality. Oh, that's nice. Um, but the ones that don't get you hard make you feel like an absolute failure. Yep. And they're fucking, it's horrendous. It's a horrendous deal to make. Yeah. Oh, dude, I feel like it, it's any time... Side effects in general when it comes to, like, mental health prescriptions and shit like that. I'm like, dude, can there be one where it's like... I guess, I mean, there's an exchange, I guess. But I'm like, fucking... Why not have one where it's like, this one makes you come too much? Like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is an antidepressant that works so well, you'll be horny all the time. Yeah, it's like... Because as far as I understand, antidepressants sort of hit you at a baseline. Mm. And then you can't come. So, so doesn't that ruin the baseline? <laughs> Completely. But here's the thing. The ones I was on... Um, they made the whole world gray. Yeah. And so I couldn't get happy, but I couldn't get sad. And so me not coming, I was very, me not being able to get hard, I was phenomenally indifferent to. Oh, well, that's kind of nice. Until I got put in a situation where I had to get hard. Yeah. And then it was just a fucking explanation nightmare. I love the way you say that. I was put in a situation where I had to get hard. I needed to get hard. <laughs> There's a bomb that needs to be diffused and only a stiff dick can do it. I had to cut the red wire with my penis. <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> but I didn't know which one the red wire was because everything was grey as well. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's what people say. That's uh, It mm. makes you... like. I've always wanted to try antidepressants just to see what it feels like. But like... I'm kind of, I, I mean, I assume they don't just give those to you. You, know, you can't go to the doctors and just be like, hey, man, I'm fucking just hey doing man, this for self-exploration. can I just try some Lexapro? Like, yeah. let's just fucking mix I'm it up. I'm trying to become the god that I think we all are, and I <laughs> want to be able to feel everything. Nah, dude, they're a fucking nightmare. And they, they didn't help me at all. And the only ones that do help me now, they're a really old school medication. They're a tricyclic, so they're not SSRs or SSRIs. And all they do is just help me get to sleep and I don't have my night terrors. Oh, okay. So I just That's take them great. before I go to bed. I'm out. You have the most hectic night. I thought like, dude, when you told me about your night terrors the first time, I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Okay, you got something. Mm. Like, that is like definitely go to the doctor, figure it out. Like, cause when yeah. you were like, I get night terrors. I'm like, what is that? Like, fucking you dream your teeth are falling out. Like, I get that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You're like, no, people turn around. They're bleeding from their eyes, screaming at me. <laughs> I have night. I have the same night terrors as like an African warlord. <laughs> where I wake up being like, why did I kill all those children? Yeah, dude. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on with my head? Do you think that it's like past life? Do you think maybe you were a warlord in another life? I sincerely have no ideas. I've got like, I've got like a few links as to, I think this is why I dreamed that. I think this is why I dreamed that. But then there are horrific ones where I'm pushing my family into a meat grinder. Wow. And I'm like, where the fuck does that even come from? Dude, there's a lot of evidence suggests you may have been a warlord in another life. You have hectic nightmares. Yeah. Haunted by demons that you've never met before. Yeah. Random ghosts from some random reality past. Yeah. You're very into history. You're very into wartime shit. Yeah. You're very into formations. 
Yeah, dude. It's like I go back, I go to a psychic. You're like one eighth Chinese or whatever. Oh, yeah, dude. There's a lot of evidence to suggest that in a past life you were a warlord. I was idiot, man. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, sorry about that. And the genocide and the OD was so fucking bad. They put you in, in this fucking body. You know, like you're gonna be a comedian in fucking Sydney next next time around. See the fuck. If you you like could never that, laugh at yourself, so we're making you only be able to do that. Yes, and you have to reconcile with the ghosts of your past through the body of Sam Bowden. Yeah, a fucking queer comedian in Newtown. Uh huh. And same deal as before. It's like, you are a white man, but we've made everything just kind of fucked for you. That is kind of funny to like be a warlord and then you're like the the, the Justice League of Gods that's deciding what souls go into what bodies yeah. as recompense. And you put a warlord into like a non-binary person's body in 2023. <laughs> and I guarantee you that was still an administrative error because there would have been a bunch of warlords where the Justice League of Gods would have been like, let's put him in as a child soldier and see how he likes it from that angle. Mm. And then they slipped and the vial just got knocked into a chubby white kid in Australia. Yeah, they were like, oh shit, we actually put him in a time where he's still powerful. Fuck, make him half gay. <laughs> just make him make half gay. Anything, anything. Oh, he sucks at maths. It's like, uh, I always think about the quote of like Jesus where it's like where he's getting, where he's getting crucified. And he's like, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Yeah. And I'm like, Damn man, I would not have I that. I would not have that self control to be. I, if I was the son of God, I'd be like, kill, kill them, kill, no! kill them all. <laughs> I hate them all. Kill them all. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. Just getting ha- nailed through your fucking hands onto a cross and being like, forgive them, Father. They don't uh. know what they do. I'm like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> Give them this, Terry. Make this sucks, fucking gay. <laughs> Anything, please. The self-control in that, dude. Yeah, I know. But it's mental. But then I like the story of the fact that the two criminals next to him, one of them was like, you're my lord and savior. I love you. And he was like, you will spend paradise with me today. And Mm. the the guy next to him was like, fucking cuck, liberal piece of shit. (laughs) Fucking hate you. Leftist fucking cuck, bitch. Oh, you... And also, that guy had a stronger point. The guy being like, you're up here with us, cunt. Yeah. And you're busy being like, they do not know what they do. Join me. Join me in paradise. You, you would, most people would be like this fucking prick. Yeah, shut the fuck Can up, Can you dude. just die quietly, please? Like It's the rest happening of us. to all of us. Especially if you're dead, you're dying anyway, and you also don't believe this guy is the son of God. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. fucking give it a rest, cunt. Yeah, dude. It's like if I got fucking, if I got crucified with like Danny Boy next to me or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, drop the accent, dickhead. It's done. Yeah, the moment he's like, open for me and you'll join me in the big gig in the sky tomorrow. (laughs) And you're like, fuck off, Danny Boy. Fuck off, dude. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Not right now, Danny Boy. Not now, Danny Boy. (laughs) Why is everything on the bed of? What's all this tired food all of a sudden? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, cunt. We're getting crucified, Danny Boy. Can you give it a rest? Do you know they imprisoned me because I was pretending to play a stool like the bagpipes? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay, yeah, look, yeah, that yeah, was right. fucking that, mad, That dude. was pretty sick. I'll give you that. But can you just not do a tight 10 right now? Um, I'm busy dying. Just the guy crucified behind Danny Boy being like, being like enough with the observations, <laughs> dude. The Romans love an execution. <laughs> Have you ever tried yeah, doing an noticed. execution in Scotland? <laughs> it goes a little bit differently. It's a this. little bit differently, let me tell you. You go into a pub in Scotland and you're like, I'm going to get crucified. They go, hey, you're not wrong there. We're all going to get crucified. We get it, daddy boy. It's a drinking joke. I get it. I am bleeding from every orifice (laughs) right now. 
They nailed my balls to the wood. <laughs> to prove a point, Danny boy. Me wife nailed my balls a long time ago. <laughs> hey, you're not wrong there. <laughs> you're not you're wrong. wrong. I'm like, fuck, he is good. Fuck, he's good. God, God, he's God, he is killing it. I know, and if you keep laughing, you can join me tomorrow. You haven't crushed until you've crushed to the Romans while they're crucifying you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the next tier above cruise ship. Just, an, uh, just a, a, a fucking nail going into your hand. You'd be like, not that one. That's my wanking hand. <laughs> and they're like, oh. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's very funny, <laughs> this man. This good, this good. This good, this good. <laughs> Hey, can you just, uh, can you make my hair look nice so when I'm up on the cross, people, I can still get it? And he goes, oh, absolutely. <laughs> he said, this man is very funny. <laughs> what if we draw a smiley face on your chest? <laughs> That's not a bad bit. Dude. Would you donate your body to science? Um, no, nah, it's mine. <laughs> Even after you die, you're yeah. like, no, don't touch it. No, don't touch it. It's mine, just in case. Mm. Why do you bring this up? Oh, because, okay, so, like, I was thinking about this the other day, right? Because I, I want to, I'll, I'll donate my body to science. Mm -hmm. Or you fucking bury me under a tree and then I make that beautiful tree and you give me back to the world, yada, yada, yada. Sure, yeah. But I want to donate my body to science because I remember a story my mum telling me, like, a decade ago. It just came into my head a couple of days ago. Because mm -hmm. mum's a pharmacist, but when you go into pharmacology, you have to do broad-spectrum medicine first. Mm -hmm. And so there was a whole class where they were working with cadavers. People have donated their body to science and that's where they learned. And her mum hated it. Mm -hmm. She's like, I don't like dead bodies. Yucky, not, not a fan. Mm. But she said that a bunch of kids got expelled from the uni and charges were brought towards them because there was a group of medical students who were going into the morgue at the uni mm. and stealing the brains out of the bodies. What the fuck? Yeah. They were just like, oh, we're just going to take the brains. It's so funny. So they'd come in and there were cadavers that had like, the top of their skull taken out, the brain taken out, and then the skull stuck back on. And so they'd go looking for the brain and there'd be no brain in the body. What the fuck? And I was like, donate my body to science now. That's fucking hilarious. I will do that. You can do that with my body. Like just before I die, get tattooed on my chest, like do with me what you will. Mm -hmm. And then just chuck me in a morgue and let some fucking drunk medical students chop off my dick and use it as a bookmark. <laughs> like just... Just keep the joke going. No, I don't. When I die, this is this is the fucking thing, right? Me and my mum were actually talking about this because mum and I assimilate in that like we're happy to have a good time until like someone dies or there's a funeral. That's when I'm like this fucking make the funeral fun bullshit. Celebrate my life. I'm like, be no, none of that. When I'm dead, the party's done. <laughs> it's not fun anymore. Be sad for a very long time. <laughs> you just want people to stay in a grief cycle. Not in a grief, but en enough, like, like, because you go to these funerals where it's like, they're like, especially I feel like Australian funerals often are like, well, you know what? He lived a good life. Let's go to the pub and tell stories about him. Yeah. And then within like six hours, everyone's like singing fucking like karaoke and being like, this is for Greg. Like, <laughs> yeah. That, I don't want that. I want, I want at least like a week of just straight mourning. Like everyone wears black, like no one's. There's no, I don't want any riffing at my funeral. I don't want any funny anecdotes. None of that shit, dude. Be sad. It's weird. I find it weird. I find it weird to go up and be like, well, you know, him dying actually reminds me of a pretty funny story. 
Dude, I think the whole, like, make my funeral fun is such an anomaly. It's like, you can't. If you miss someone, the funeral's going to be pretty fucking dire, right? It's a hard time. Yeah. It's a grief process. It's a celebration of life, but mm. it's very sad because the life has ended. But yeah. that's where I disagree. Every funeral I've been to has been brutal. Mm-hmm. And every wake I've been to has been the celebration. I think that's the issue. I think the wake is the part that I'm like, even at the wake, be sad. I fucking love a good wake. Because mm. you get it all out. It's cathartic. You have a little bit of a cry. And then you remember the good times. And you with the people, your connection to these people is how much you loved the individual that is gone now. And it's uncontrollable. Like, it's uncontrollable. Unless, for instance, you die in a plane crash tonight. Sure. Where that's a genuine fucking tragedy. Yeah. That whole, like, particularly when someone dies in their 70s plus. Mm. It's like, yeah, this is what happens. He did well. He did well. He made it. This is what happens. You die. And after you die, the world just keeps on going. You've never seen a dead body, have you? Like, you've never been next to a dead body. No. You've never touched or felt a dead no, body. No. I think you might feel differently. Why? Because they're not there. Like, there's, they're not there. It's not this, they're not there. It's, it's this weird shell. It Why would that exist. make you feel different? I feel like that's even sadder. Like, that, that's just a shell. Yeah, but it makes you realize that they're not here anymore. It's a really very real... The, the the person that I loved n- is no longer here. And what they existed in is just this... It's like a hermit crab skin. It's nothing. It's it's empty. And so it means... It's just a body. And so it doesn't mean anything. And so so there's that acceptance of like, yeah, it's go- they're gone. So there's only so long you can kind of be sad for. And, you know, it comes and goes in waves. But, you know, overall... Nah, still. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know, dude. That culture of like the fucking fucking play chain smokers as they lower me into the ground bullshit. Oh, that's dumb. I hate that. Of like it's a party, no no black, my funeral is pink. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? All that bullshit. See, I have a thing where it's like, I'm not there. You guys do what you want to do. I don't care. Oh okay. throw me down a hill, I don't give a shit. I'm out of here. No, I want to make it as sad as possible. Do a fucking gender reveal death thing where they pop the balloon and he's like, he's dead. <laughs> he died. You know, a pink balloon, a blue balloon, whatever you do, you pop it and it's just your ashes. Yeah. Come out. Just pop. Oh, that's right. Oh, he's, he's gray. He's dead. Oh, that's right. He's dead. <laughs> a gender reveal death. And, and dude, I'll tell you what, I would like, uh, I think I would like a silly funeral, but everyone to remain sad. That's yeah. That would be my ideal funeral. Is like, yeah. you do the gender reveal, pop, ashes fall out, and then like a high school orchestra plays the parts of the Caribbean theme song. But not to, well. Like, send me <laughs> off. Yeah, it's like bad. Like, <laughs> just like all of my favorite shit. Yeah. But everyone has to remain sad, <laughs> which is also in keeping with my favorite shit. People missing me. That's great. You setting up a bunch of bits in your funeral and the one rule is you have to be sad the whole time. You have to be sad the whole time and no one gets to talk. Like zero people. Because especially with comics, I'm like, no, I don't want any fucking funny anecdotes. And especially on the day of my fucking funeral, no one's being like, I heard he had a little dick or whatever the fuck. Like trying to lighten, no lightening the mood at my funeral. That's so funny. Just to go into a funeral, do a speech, be like... So Alex had a really tiny penis. That reminds me of a funny anecdote about how small, dude. But that's fucking comics. Their motherfuckers always go like, "I should lighten the mood." No, dude. If you die tomorrow, I'm gonna get a bunch of comics to give speeches, and the through line yeah. is gonna be Alex had a tiny dick. Be like, we heard that's what took him in the end. He died of a broken heart of looking at his own penis. <laughs> He broke his heart every time he saw himself naked. 
Oh no! <laughs> and then fucking. Yeah, no. Nah, look, I think I think the whole like let's have a party at the funeral is kind of lame, but also it's like a wake. Ah, uh, wake's a bit different. But also, I think it's a cultural thing where I'm like, can we just fucking all collectively have a moment where we all just are sad for a second? You know yeah. what I mean? Like the constant need for like, well, let's turn this into like a dopamine thing. Oh yeah, no, no, no. There's a collective thing where it's like, hey, we are all here to be sad. That's yes. the funeral. This is the sadness. <laughs> fucking have. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Another great bit, fucking, because we're all fucking, we need the dopamine constantly. It's like open casket, but like the casket is a TikTok screen with train runner. <laughs> like the doors. So it's like while the guy's like, while he's reading my last rites yeah. or whatever, it's like the TikTok, it's like a scene from Family Guy or whatever in Indian Dude, subtitles. The, the fucking, the, the carousel of images of your like in memoriam, mm. that's rotating, but the second half of it is train <laughs> yes, runners. Yes. So just to keep people yeah. engaged. <laughs> I'm actually coming around to make the funeral fun. <laughs> That's, really That's not a bad idea. And then fucking, it's like we have a special singer. We know he hated this cunt. And then this bald dude from TikTok goes up and goes, Ordering <laughs> a burger from a screen you used to work when you were 18. And Alex had a tiny dick as yeah. well. <laughs> like, yes. Fucking, I'd get up like the other day, Chromo. <laughs> <laughs> We put you on a lever system. <laughs> we pull you up. <laughs> yeah, it's like puppeting like my fucking hand pointing <laughs> at the cunt. We weekend at Bernie's you for the entire funeral. That's pretty sick. You know those African funerals where they like fucking put the guy in like a ute? <laughs> like and they sit him up and they put sunnies on oh, him. Oh, yeah. And they <laughs> drive him around in like a fucking sick suit. <laughs> like he's still... That shit's awesome. We do the Putin thing where you still turn up to public appearances after you've already died, but we get a body double to come in and do a very average version of your set. That's an obviously Russian guy doing me. <laughs> Hello, I'm Alex Milinkovic. Uh, I am Serbia from Brisbane. Serbia from Brisbane. Are any of those here per chance? I am very sensitive to misrespect. My girlfriend married a DJ. <laughs> and I'm not happy about it. I am not homophobic. <laughs> I love the gay people. <laughs> and uh, I uno reverse them when they say they are gay. I we say, no, you are not gay. We got not gay 69. 69 <laughs> uno <laughs> reverse. I don't know what this is. I'm Alex Milinkovic. Everyone's like... Oh, Alex died. What the fuck? Were we at his funeral three weeks ago? Hey, man. <laughs> Hello, friends. Funeral was a ruse by Western media. <laughs> I have been alive whole time. Whole time. Uh, they fake my death on, on the light rail. Like, the, they progression <laughs> me on the light rail. <laughs> do you want to... So you, you don't want to be buried cremated? Do you want to give your body to science? I, it's either going to science, mm -hmm. so I can be repurposed, mm -hmm. or it's... Or I need to be like, can you put me somewhere... Where I'll just I'll just uh, I'll just turn into soil. Like put me somewhere where there'll be like a nice green grassy patch. Oh yeah, nice. And then bees will come and enjoy the flowers. Sure. It's very hokey pokey, but it, I'm like, no, it's alright. It's always a very romantic idea when people do that, where it's like, let's spread the ashes somewhere or put it somewhere nice. The reality of spreading ashes, I think, is always like not nearly how they make it look like in movies. Oh, dude, it's last time when we dumped Nan in her back garden, it went all over my mum's feet. Like the wind picked up and then my uncle, yeah. who's always called my mum Fatty, mm -hmm. is like, 
Fatty, you got mum in your shoes. Oh my god! <laughs> and she did. Like we were laughing. She's like, she spread it. The wind picked up. The ashes went fucking everywhere. It's so brutal. Like you see families spreading ashes like on top of like mountains or whatever, and like none of it goes in the ocean. No, like it's it all goes back into the fucking kiosk. <laughs> it goes into the ice cream. It goes man. into the fish and chip shop. And then your sherbet cone has just got bits of some dude's uncle. It's like mum's in the salt and vinegar chips. <laughs> And now she's in a seagull. In a way, she does return to the world. You know what I mean? Or, you know what? Get my ashes and throw me into the cutting Coke production line so then a bunch of people can enjoy me. Well, that used to be a thing, right? Where it's like you do a shot of someone's ash or whatever, like you mix it in the tequila or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, people yeah, used to do really that shit. Yuck, yuck, yuck. But yeah. Yeah. It's gross. I mean, it's ash, so like it is just ash, but it's still organic matter, and it's weird. And it's a. Per- it used to be a person. I just don't believe. Like, it's the same reason that, like, a, a, as a cannibal, mm. we're not speaking from personal experience, but like, cannibalizing someone is perfectly healthy and nutritious mm. until you get to the brain, and then you get that brain parasite. Yeah, and you go insane because you've ingested the part of them that was them. Yeah, I feel like that might be the same with the ashes. What if you fucking Take a shot, and that happened to be the True brain that. matter, and all of a sudden you've got your own ghost, yeah, floating around. You have your own fucking Yami Yugi in there, being like, yeah, fucking <laughs> telling you how to duel better. <laughs> yeah, but he's but that's also in there telling you to also die. Yeah, break up with your girlfriend and kill yourself. Break up with your girlfriend and kill yourself, but not before we defeat Kaiba Yugi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today we are calling Taco Bell Haymarket. Mm. And, uh, you know, we haven't had a great amount of luck with sort of like bigger chains. But no. I th- think what's important to remember about Taco Bell is they don't speak English. And so we might be able to trick them. Look, I think our track record is usually better with native English speaking people, to be fair. Well, you say that, but we haven't gotten a single free lunch off native English speaking people. Chargrill Charlie's guy, he wasn't Australian. Oh, true. Kebabs in Newcastle, definitely not Australian. And actually, English comprehension, not amazing. True. And where was the second free lunch from? I can't remember. No, there was a second, but I can't remember. Oh, fuck it. Let's call him. All right, okay. Hello, Taco Bell, here, Mark. Hey, how you doing, my man? Uh, my name is Sam, and I'm here with my colleague, Alex Malinkovich, which is not his real name. And we have... Uh, calling you today because we host a podcast uh, that centers around our ability to get a free lunch. And we love Taco Bell. You know, you're a new business in this country. Uh, you make a good bloody taco. And we were wondering if you would like to just throw us a sneaky burrito. Um, I'll let uh, my upper management know about this. I'll just give her on to you. Oh, no okay. worries. It's all right. It's all right. It's all good. Yeah. You gotta wake him up. <laughs> wake him up. Oh, what do you want? <laughs> good afternoon. Hello. Uh, who am I speaking with? Hi, 
Sharin speaking. How are you? Hey, Sharin. I'm very well. Um, I'm here with uh, my colleague Alex. We host a podcast called Woe Free Lunch, where every week we attempt to get a free lunch. And uh, we were wondering if Taco Bell might be willing uh, to support another up-and-coming local business and enter into an, a, a partnership where you give us free food? Um, hi, um, sir, I don't have the position, I'm not in the position to decide about that. If you want, you can leave me your contact number, your email, and your name. I'll write it down now because it's a decision of the head office. All right, okay. There's no chance, Shireen, that we could just do this one on the sneaky? No, I'm sorry. Like, oh, I we're breaking up. Right, okay. What if we don't view it as a partnership and we just view it as like a, a some some good good friendly family fun? What if we could just get, get like two burritos and no partnership? Yeah, like I'm really sorry. I can't give away free food unless there's um, um, a decision from the head office. I just can't do that. Well, Shireen, I have to admit, you're a diligent employee. Um, but we will go burrito-less for now. Thank you. Okay. That's about how I expected that to go. Uh, yeah, she was optimistic, but, uh, you know. That was fucking, that is a, <laughs> I do love the imagery of like having to wake up the manager from a CS. <laughs> yeah, he's got a sombrero over his head. sombrero bandolier. <laughs> what is he? <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? So there are two young men here to speak to you about a free lunch. <laughs> okay. Swigs the tequila. <laughs> Picks up the phone. Hello, this is Shani. <laughs> and everyone's like, I love it when he does that. That's awesome. That's, That's fucking sick. hilarious. He's not even the manager. He's a Mexican guy that can do funny voices. <laughs> we just keep him around. He's sweet. Oh, well, fuck it. We didn't get it this time. We didn't get it this time. But you know what? There's always tomorrow. We've already gotten free lunches. We now have free shirts thanks to Grub Gear. Grub Gear, this, shout out. This podcast is feeding and clothing us. And as I've always said, I'm a Guzman man. Yeah, same, dude. Same. Guzman so big time. It appears that I will continue being a Guzman individual. Well, whatevs, man. We have to get into the fucking... Out of the podcast business and get into the learning... Learning Jamaican and going up to black dudes in the park business. Yeah, that's true. Yo, yeah. man, in the YouTube thing, though. Jama, what up with it? <laughs> true. True that, yo. True, Jaman. Jaman, you know how to. <laughs> yo, man, these things on the wall, free lunches. That's a two boomba clap, make a laugh, eh? Dude, I, again, it, that dude is the funniest cunt. And it's just because of the dudes that respect him when they talk when he talks Jamaican for a little bit. Oh yeah, that guy's so fucking funny. Watching so, watching a confused black dude for some reason that go, "Jam, Joe White man, you speak that." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, watching, yeah, yeah. True, you know I do. True, true. <laughs> like the fucking respect. Yeah. I'm like this is awesome. Which and like that's I feel like Jamaican English is one of the ones where you better be fucking fluent because otherwise you're just being racist yeah, as dude. shit. Basically what we were just doing just now. Basically what we're just doing now. Go on the wagwan. If you if you and I went up to Jamaican dudes and were like, Ja man, wagwan, you don't know what it is though. They go, that's really insulting. Like they dropped the... <laughs> that's insensitive to my incoherent culture. <laughs> <laughs> Yo man, that'd be so insensitive. We don't sound like that, man. 
We are bit taken Syria, no, no. In subtitles, like that's actually fucked up, dude. Like we're not incoherent. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> the Jamaicans is is what happens to the Irish accent oh, when yeah. you just pour weed on it. Yeah, dude. Because <laughs> you know that's why they sound like that, right? That makes a lot of yeah. sense. The Irish went there. And so the English they learned was from a thick Irish accent. That is just fucking the Irish showing up to Vin Diesel's garage and him being like, you could use NOS. <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not at all. To soup them up. Oh, to soup them up. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, this isn't even your final form. Like, you have no idea how incoherent you can get, dude. You guys have absolutely no comprehension of how much fun you're about to be. <laughs> well, please, sir, tell us more. You can hear it in the speech pattern, no? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You're right. It's the Irish accent plus generations of weed. (laughs) Dude, if we upped upped our weed consumption, we could get there. You know what I mean? We could get there. Oh, up to IRA. IRA, you know what it is. (laughs) Yo, man, that Queen Lizzie, she a batty boy, no? Walk one, IRA. At this point, I'm just Jar Jar <laughs> Yo, my Misa not allowed home. Oh, I'm going to. L.E.G. Go- Yo, I'm going. <laughs> That's L.E.G. And also, that L.E.G. Jar Jar Binks. He, he is, L.E.G. is the bridge between the Irish accent and the Jamaican accent. Yeah, that weird sort of like. He's the, you know, like the man that on like, it goes monkey, man, uh, fucking uh-huh. Paleopithecus or whatever. He's the one that still has like hair on it, but started to stand up. Yeah, before you go fully into Jamaican. Fully into stood up tall Jamaican. <laughs> das was up. It's me. It's me, sir. Ali Jaja Binks. <laughs> I'm still staying on it. Like, it's me, sir. Ali Jaja, Ali Jaja Binks. <laughs> Ali Jaja Binks, yo. <laughs> yo, man, that's some crazy fucking swords, man. <laughs> Misa not allowed to go home, innit? <laughs> but come dive in this lake. We'll try our luck, yeah? Last week, we did palm card jokes. Oh, yes. I, I wrote them. This is your round. I'm fucking keen as shit. This week, I wrote them. All right, okay. okay. Um, you reading the first one? You read the first one. I'll read the first one. Okay. All right. <laughs> Strong start from Alex here. Saw an ambulance out the front of an Italian restaurant today. What was the health emerg- emergency? Somebody at too skinny. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good, though. Good start. I like it a lot. All right, I'll take this one. I am an Australian child of immigrants, which means my granddad wasn't around to build the rabbit-proof fence, but he would have loved to have given a quote on it. <laughs> Very nice. Strong. Solid. Not bad. Not bad. That's some good work. That's There's... some good dro- joke structure. Thank you, brother. I like that much. Very much. That one's for you. All right. Malcolm in the middle has chimed in on the voice to parliament apparently he's voting yes no maybe I don't know can you repeat the question (laughs) yes dude Ding, 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 ding. Very good. Top tier voice to parliament gear. That's That's the only joke in existence that I think passes the smell test on that one. I have not heard anything like that. Great work. Awesome. That's a superb turnaround. Thank you, brother. Uh, You know what? I want you to read the last one. Sure? Yep. This one's the dumbest one by far. Don't even read it. Just... 
I've been getting into cornbread conspiracy no, theories. No, I've been into Oh, sorry, sorry. Corn-based. I've been getting into corn-based conspiracy theories. My favorite one is that 9/11 was an inside cob. Jaman, what's up with you? Yo, man, Jaman. 9/11 was inside the cob. Yo, was an inside cob because it was under corn. Do you remember when we were kids, a stand-up special coming out by a guy whose name escapes me, mm-hmm. but it, we got so many radio ads about it, and it was just called "I'm So Australian." No, I'm really- so Australian, and he would just—that was the joke formula. Each joke was "I'm so Australian," and they'd go, "How Australian are you?" Yeah, yes, that's a hundred percent. Wow, and he and and I remember like it was inescapable for. A good year and a half, Triple M were flogging it mm. like you would not believe. Is it Matthew Hardy? It might have been Matthew Hardy. But the point is, like, he's he, he doesn't... I've never heard of him at all. Yeah, it is. It's Matthew Hardy. It's this guy. I remember this. So if I drop it, I don't care which way it lands. Okay, that one was just... I am so Australian. If a massive wall of bushfire flame is headed toward my property, I'll stand on the roof in my jammies with a hose in my hand and consider it a fair fight. Bad guy for I'll put my thumb over the nozzle. I'm so Australian. I want to do bongs with Chappelle Corby. I'm so Australian, I reckon her sister has been incorrectly named. Mercedes, more like Dasson 180B to me. (laughs) (laughs) She's a shit car instead. She's an absolutely (laughs) shit car, actually. Dude, that's a solid format. You have have no memory of that? No, that escaped me completely. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, what happened to him? He just says, I'm so Australian, and then just says, it's not even jokes, just Australian things. Just Australian things. I'm so Australian, I, I hose down a bushfire. Yeah. And everyone's like dying. It's like they're the first time you've seen Australians laugh like a black audience. Yes. Yeah. You're like, that's exactly what that's we're what fucking doing. Vegemite on both sides. I've never fucking thought of that. <laughs> yeah, he like dropped that and then just never reappeared. Really? Like an ethereal culture ghost. Do you think he did a 23 and me and it fucked? Like he, he's like 80% New Zealander. I'm so like, Aust- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so Australian. I hated my fucking DNA test, and now ca- I'm ashamed. It came back like 70, 30 Irish, Scottish. <laughs> He's like, oh god, not like it ruins his identity. Yeah, you know, maybe he goes home and like straightens his face back out, and he's just a Chinese guy. Could be that. It's just straight out of the gate, just a real oh Monster Zinc situation. That was so hard, and they're like, <laughs> "We're proud of you, son. You're assimilating perfectly. Soon, Xi Jinping will know." Yeah. How to get to Will Anderson. I'm so Australian, I respect the supreme leader. <laughs> He's used as a CCP Yeah, mouthpiece. yeah, we're like, ah, we do. I'm so Australian that I take a lot of effort to make sure that my social credit score is very high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo, we fucking do do that. I'm so Australian that if I see something, I say, say something, something specifically about anti-communist propaganda and the terrible West, which I hate. And it was like, we do fucking hate the West, <laughs> yeah, man. I'm so Australian. I notice when my neighbor's acting anti-social. <laughs> I'm so Australian <laughs> that my Mandarin is perfect because I attend all of the government mandated language classes. <laughs> yeah.
Hi. Standing ovation, but in perfect. In perfect unity. Share, can't. knee can't. That's what will happen. Yeah. Like, if that happens, we will get this very weird blend of Australian Chinese, which probably still exists in a lot of first and second generations. Sure. But, like, a combination of both. The way that, like, a lot of Indians will just slip between Hindi and English. Sure, yeah. It's like, we'll just get that absolutely, yeah. like, perfect. You and I will, you and I will then speak two languages badly as opposed to just one. I thought you were going to say that that's going to happen where our comedians start being used by the government to propagandize. It's already started. It already has started. It's already started, man. It kind of, holy shit! Yeah, it actually, sort of has. There are weird little pockets of it. Like, it's like Will Anderson is up there right now, going like, "Covid's real, everyone." Yeah, well, the vaccine. Wear the mask. The the amount of support that everyone in the hide audience, in Byron Bay. <laughs> yeah, hide in Byron Bay. We Make enough in the money. Local economy. <laughs> Make enough money. Way too much money, so you can hide in Byron Bay for three years. Yeah. Then come back out and talk to people about how hard Covid was. Look at the concept. Of purchasing property outside of major cities so we can continue to drive up interest rates, making them unaffordable for anyone but foreign investors. Yeah. And you live out in the bush, you <laughs> dog cunt. <laughs> also, yeah. get get octupled jabbed. Yes. Have take eight every vaccines. Vaccine. Ha, dude, take eight vaccines, get your tubes tied, don't have kids anymore. <laughs> Look, I don't have anything against people <laughs> that have kids, but I just, when I see a kid, I'm like, we don't need you. That's a fantastic Will Anderson impression. Though. Also him listening to this with his CCP party <laughs> team around the radio. Yeah, it's and already remember, happening. it's better if we share the resources. Sell your car. 20%. Of all profits and industry have to go to the supreme leader. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, drinks drinks a bottle of water, and he's like, sorry. Next to the water, bugs, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Giant <the> scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into a shop a little while ago. And That's already way more nutritious than what we used to eat. Look, if you don't want to eat bugs, that's that's fine. But I was sure. walking through a shopping center the other day and this food ninja jumped out at me. And I was like, whoa. And he goes, have you eaten today? And I said, I am a mostly, mostly heterosexual man. I have, of course I have eaten today. And he goes, you haven't eaten until you try scorpion. Bugs. <laughs> And then he gave me a bug, and let me tell you, I said, Sir, what is that called? What is that flavor? He goes, Oh, it's not a flavor. It's a cultural revolution that will be profitable for everyone involved. Yeah. It's a social responsibility. It's a social responsibility. I will admit that bit, which we need to be very clear. The We're just ninja? doing the voice of the guy in the bit. Yeah. Yeah. It is one of his, it's one of my favorite Will Anderson bits. Oh, dude, that was the one where I was like eight years old being like, ah, oh, fuck, he's good. He's really good. I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. really funny. Looking at the family in my wiggles, pajamas like, all right, he's all right. <laughs> it's good. This guy gets a pass. This guy fucking gets it. I reckon we could make him a paid regular at the house. 
That's a it's a great bit. It's Dude, a fucking had, mad bit. He had some banger bits on the gala. He had this one great bit, which was when what's his face was banging um, uh, Simple Life, Paris Hilton, mm. um, Millsy, Rob Mills mm-hmm. was banging Paris Hilton while Paris Hilton was in Australia, mm. and he did this one joke which I had to go back to because when I watched it, I didn't fully understand because at the at the time Millsy was on Channel Ten a bunch, mm-hmm. and he's made some joke about them having sex. And he just goes, on Channel 10, Mm -hmm. when the girl used to be on Channel 10, Mm. he goes, knowing Millsy, he probably just painted the clip blue and just went, holy fuck. (laughs) Like did the gesture where they all press the Channel 10 button. And it was a moment where I go back and I'm like, they would never let you say that on the girl. Back when fucking Will Anderson was on Demon Time. Yeah. The good old days. Demon Time Will Anderson. Oh, that era was fucking sick. When he was looking for the smoke, dude. When he wanted the smoke, fucking remember when he had a beef with Shannon though? Oh yeah, dude, because of Twitter. He was using Twitter at the Logies. Yes. And none of them could comprehend what would happen because mm. it was so new. And then he just kept bullying Shannon. Like in amazing, and then Shannon got pissed. That's what I'm saying, he wanted the smoke, dude. Invited Will to a boxing game, like a boxing match to fight it out in the ring for charity or whatever. Yeah. And Will on stage went, I replied, Shannon, why don't we do something we're both not good at? Like singing. <laughs> yeah, brutal. Oh, my, oh, oh, damn. It's we, fucking on. He wanted to smoke, dude. <laughs> Can I tell you maybe the funniest I've ever been in life? Okay, sure. Just in general life. Uh-huh. Last night, right, I'm in bed. Bex upstairs and she's telling me something, right? She's like mm. telling me a story. And I just go like, hold on one second. And she's like, oh. I pull out my phone, I press the voice memo recording, put it near my anus. <laughs> I fart, stop the recording, then look up at her in the eyes and then play the <laughs> recording of the fart. <laughs> I go, what? sorry, what were you saying? A victory and was won today. This will be used in the trial for sure. <laughs> when I'm trying to, I'm like battling for custody. Yeah, and trying to, <laughs> trying to be taken seriously. But like, we want to direct the jury's attention to item 15 and they just play the voice memo of my fart. <laughs> and then you're still like, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. <laughs> and in the back behind you, the kids are laughing and you're like, yeah. see, see, good dad. Do you want to hear the fart? <laughs> yeah, come on. Play the fart on the podcast. <laughs> Look, if you don't want to hear the fart, uh, just fast forward like 25 seconds. Jesus Christ. All right, ready? Yep. Now, I'm playing the fart. <laughs> okay, so ne- skip now. Yes. <laughs> How good, right? Beautiful. That's when I was like, I was like, oh, that's my magnum opus. <laughs> Dude, it has layers. You know what I mean? Like it's tension. It's so much tension. And a really tiny payoff. Yeah. But a perfect fart. It, that's, I was going to say perfect fart. It's a perfect fart. It was quick, but it was loud. It was to the point. It didn't pop. You know how sometimes your farts pop? Yes, they go. 
That one would have been fucked up. That one wouldn't have gone to laugh. If I had like a diarrhea fart. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be funny at all. This one's a playful one. That's rude. That's really rude. A big... This one is more like, I don't know, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's a real sort of like, I'll just be here fine. Yeah. I'll just be here. I, fe- I, was, I was reading the news this morning. Mm. Does the name Stuart McGill mean anything to you? <laughs> no, that's a fucking made up name. I know. <laughs> Stuart McGill. very much might be. Stuart McGill, cool. Stuart McGill is one of Australia's best spin bowlers, right? All right. But he came up at the time of Shane Warne, so he didn't really get a huge look in, mm-hmm. and he's nowhere close to Shane Warne, but he's a very good spin bowler. Sure. Anyway, in 2020... So he's the Orny Adams of cricket. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, he's the Garfunkel spin bowler. Warney is Seinfeld. Yes. Okay, cool. Yep, correct him under. And he was always very arrogant. I never really liked him. But then in 2021, this news story broke that he'd been kidnapped. Someone kidnapped him and pushed him out of a fucking moving car. Oh, my God. And everyone was like, oh, my God, Stuart McGill got kidnapped? Why? Mm. Like, it was a real, like, well, he's not even Warney. <laughs> Who's kidnapping Stuart McGill? What low self-esteem kidnapper was like, we can't get Warney. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> mate, we can't go for Warney, all right? Oh, fuck, we'll settle for the fucking Wiggly McTuffins or whatever yeah. his name is. <laughs> we'll settle for the, the a really average, not particularly well-liked spin bowler who was good enough at spin to play for Australia, but not good enough to even get a run in while Warney was the playing. O- the only kidnapping where even the guys that are kidnapping are like, no, it doesn't feel that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just an ex-cricketer that no one really knows. Just like, oh, man. That's why they threw him out of the car. They were like, like nah, it's not Warney. Nah, it. we thought you were ponting. Sorry, man. <laughs> Throwing back an irrelevant fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like pulling up a spiky blowfish and be like, yeah. we can't do anything oh, with that. Jesus Christ, the public's not going to care. Fuck, they don't give a shit about oh, that. Poor Stuart McGill. Dude. Roll, 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 roll. That's why he went after them in court. Because he was they, they, what they didn't reveal was that they were like, who the... Fat loser in the back of it my It was a car. defamation lawsuit. It was a defamation lawsuit against what they said to him after they kidnapped The fact that they let me go has hurt my brand. Your Honor, they put a bag over my head, not because they didn't want to know where we were going, but because they were embarrassed to see the mistake they had made. They really thought I was a much better cricketer than I am. This public display has ruined my image. Well, you know what's really fucking ruined his image? Today, they just announced why the fuck he was kidnapped. Oh, yeah? And this is this is going to get a medium amount of play because of everything we just said about him. Uh, okay, all right. Aussie cricket great Stuart McGill charged over $330,000 cocaine plot. <laughs> Cold Hero Spinner was reportedly arrested by police for the robbery and serious crime squad on Tuesday. Police will reportedly allege McGill facilitated a deal between two people where an agreement was reached for one kilogram of cocaine to be sold for $330,000. He was dealing coke. The deal fell through. He got kidnapped and they kicked him out of the car. And now the cops are like, there's something fishy about this (laughs) kidnapping. Who would kidnap you, Stuart McGill? And he's like, I'm an Aussie cricket. Great. Um, Nah, nah, dude, you're just not warning. I'm like, hey, guys, it's Stuart McGill. Everyone goes, oh, huh? what? <laughs> Is that your fake co- Scottish cousin? See what I mean? Yeah, see? That's wild. Because, yeah, you would have thought, like, oh, he's so famous. That's why they took him. Yeah. no. And that would have been good for his ego. Yes. And then even the cops needed to investigate why the fuck you would kidnap yeah. Stuart McGill. That's like, for me, I'm like, that's like fucking kidnapping Delta Goodrum, where you're like, what for? Are you a fucking kidnapper from 1998? 
Yeah, what's going on? Did you time travel? What are your demands? To buy the rights to K-Zone? You're like... <laughs> what the fuck are you Did gonna... you just type into the time machine the time that no one cares if Delta Goodrum goes missing? <laughs> How long before people stop caring about Delta Goodrum? You're like, I gotta do this kidnapping today. Where does she at her most accessible? <laughs> <laughs> Literally 2010 onwards. All right, fine. 2023. Fuck it. This kidnap has got just a rap sheet of bad choices. Stuart McGill, Nikki Webster, Delta Goodrum, the woman that played Ali McBeal. Just this whole list of people like, don't give a fuck about. He's like, the A-team. Ah, the fucking A-team. He misses the window for the good bribe. He always gets it when it's just a little off. <laughs> right now, Tim and Maddox in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this will be a massive payday. I just kidnapped Tim and Maddox. <laughs> Next up, Justice Crew. <laughs> And Brian McFadden. Just wait I just waited until they find out I took justice crew. Yeah, there were literal cops pouring over the reason why the fuck you'd kidnap him. Yeah. And one of them, I bet you one of them's like, no, something's off here. And they're like, yeah, it's weird as shit, dude. He's irrelevant. It's like, no, there's something else. <laughs> there's something else here. <laughs> and he's like, he's got red string. And he's like, he can't just be because he's irrelevant. Yeah. Look, he's a cricketer from, I'm assuming, the 90s. 90s to, yeah. 90s. I think they just rolled the dice on, let's just see if he has any ties to cocaine. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like, let's just see. Let's just check. Uh, it's a formality more than anything, but you're a cricketer from fucking 1998. We have to. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. But the co- the, cops are st- the cops are still like, Warney would have gotten away with this. <laughs> and he probably did. Let's w- be honest. Warney wouldn't have left a paper trail. Warney left zero paper trails. There is no greater spin in the world. I don't know if he did any greater spin than when he was caught doping. He, uh, surely you know about this. No, but yeah. When no. he was caught doping and he had illicit substances in his body, mm. he just said his mum mixed up his medication. Awesome. And we all went, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate how fucking ridiculous that is. Yeah. Keep in you, Warney. Yeah. And he was like, cool. Cheers. For, like, Sweet. it was full oh, honesty. My mum put the Tuesday pills in the Monday pills. And we're like, <laughs> oh, Warney. Warney. Go on. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Go, let him off. Come on. Dude, there are some Australian icons that, if they were still alive, are in, like, could do any... Like, that's the Dave Chappelle smoking the cigarette. Mm. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you can do it anyway. If Steve Irwin was still alive today, we'd let him smoke inside. Oh, 100%. In fact, there'd be a packet on the table ready for him everywhere he went. Yes. Yeah. Like, Steve Irwin's coming. Shut down the entire fucking place. But he'd probably be like, mate, there's got to be a goanna in your living room when I get there. That's the only thing on my rider is yeah. a bloody Goanna. Yeah. And we, there'd be people, just Channel 10 executives, just being like, fuck, can you get the intern yeah. on Wait getting a, a Goanna, please? And it's just like you let loose a Goanna and Steve Owen spends his time in the green room. No, no, no. I want you to not feed it for a little while and I want you to make it mad. <laughs> and then and then bloody watch this. No cameras on. He's just, this is our fucking workout. God damn it. That's his warm-up game for TV spots. <laughs> Let a lizard loose in the green room. <laughs> Put two in there. I want a challenge. This is how Warney gets his juice. Uh, this is how fucking... Stevie. Uh, Stevie gets his juice. Fucking tackling off the go and those fucking going through the glass table. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha, mate. Steve, you're on in 10. Yep. Yeah, 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 mate. No problem. Hold on. This beauty's just getting a bit out of hand. 
That's what happened with that spot. When that snake bit him on the neck. Oh, that was awesome. And he was like, oh, she just bit me on the neck. And oh. then you see Steve and he's like, oh, I wasn't expecting this, but this doesn't normally happen. And yeah, you see the, the snake and the snake's like, this is for a fucking grey room. You bring your fucking shit. <laughs> you should have killed me when you had the chance. You you've never seen a sick response to getting bitten by a snake. Oh, yeah, just staying up just, strong. Just fucking going, oh, oh we've got a fucking winky dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. Oh. Oh, she just bit me. Oh, she just bit me on me fucking vital organ. Oh, <laughs> oh you might have to cut away. You might have to oh. cut away. Hold on. Yeah, hold oh. on. Give it a second. Oh, boys, we might be in the mud here. That's my jugular. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just like the chillest response. Oh, oh fair dinkum. That's ephemeral. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Put you down, love. Put no, that's down. fine. All right. It starts going great. Go on. She's love. not very go. mad she's at me. Like... She's, she's pretty mad at me. So we're going to put it back in the... In the bag, yeah. Oh, oh black hole, blimey, I'm getting bloody dizzy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a lot of blood. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you might have to cut. I'm just going to go die <laughs> on your couch. Excuse me. Yeah, just the chillest response. Again, yeah. it's the Jesus thing. Yeah. We are, you don't have the strength to be. I'd be like, <laughs> dude, getting bit by a snake live on air. First day is like a rep, like the guy that goes on TVs with reptiles. Uh-huh. Like, we, First day on, you get bitten by a fucking snake in the neck. (laughs) 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 Is there a way? This is my first day. This is the way done this. Oh, yep, just got bit on me. (laughs) Hard cut you and me. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) A deep betrayal. We were friends. We practiced for this. Fuck, fuck. Oh, I'm ruined. Oh, God, guys, get the gun. Get the fucking gun. Yeah, the cobra's yeah, tightening it, around you guys. Seriously, fucking shitting in its fucking dude, head. Dude, you need to shoot it right in its head right now. I <laughs> am dying. I can't breathe. I can't what breathe. What about like the one? I don't fucking care, man. Just fuck, dude. Hit it with the other snake. I don't give a fucking shit. Shoot this fucking thing in its face. I don't care if you get me too. We die fucking together. <laughs> we can both go as long as you fucking kill this fucking snake. <laughs> Snake gets shot in the head. You're like, fuck, fucking take that, you fucking that, you little bitch. Stop punching its lifeless snake body. <laughs> All on camera, you go, oh, oh, fuck. Anyway. Anyway, this is a lorikeet. This is- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> let's, let's try with something that a lot of people don't like. This is Benny. He's a two-year-old tarantula. <laughs> Anyway, so let's... It goes except right up to the exact same spot. Oh, fuck, he's oh, bit me. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, he bit me in the snake bite. Fuck, fuck that's, oh, fuck, he bit me in the snake bite. <laughs> bit me in the snake Oh, fuck. There were already two holes there. Oh, he's just oh, found God. his way to him. Oh, you, you might have to cut here. Same deal. No, shoot the fucking... Shoot, shoot, shoot the, the spider. Fucking. I don't want to touch it. Shoot kill it. Shoot the fucking, fucking kill it. I don't care if I die. Just shoot the... <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyway, so this one's a blue tongue lizard. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah. On to, on to the next one, a blue ring jellyfish. I'm gonna put my hand directly in the water and pat it. <laughs> End of the show. He's just surrounded by dead animals. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, pulls out his own got shoes. <laughs> they all fucking hate me. <laughs> I will right, we'll go for a safe one. <laughs> Surely you're not going to fucking kill me one. Cockatoo immediately pecks an eye out. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck, shoot it. Kill it. Fuck. It's allegiances with the lizards. Kill it. Okay, question. Celebrity nudes. Where what? do you stand on this? 
Uh, which celebrity? Just in general, the concept of celebrity nudes. Uh, nudes that were not meant for other consumption? Yeah, like... If Leaked like, nudes or like celebrities well, being also naked? Also, sometimes, you know, where like they're on the red carpet and like a titty falls out. Right, yeah. And they're like a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, and you're like, oh, the titty. Yeah, and you get to see a titty. It's on Google yeah. Images already. Yes. You get to see Beyonce's tit. Yeah, 100%. Do, is that... Where do you stand on that? <laughs> where do I stand on that? Like morally? Yeah. I don't really think you should see any nudes that aren't for you. Do you know what I mean? Sure. In saying that, those Jennifer Lawrence things... <laughs> yeah, okay, there we go, dude. Well, like, I'm not going to turn... I don't want to turn into a hypocrite here. But I was like, fuck, got to see them. That saw was, them. Yep. And then uh, there was that whole campaign where she was like, hey, these aren't yours to look at. And mm. I've been very violated. And I never thought about it like that before because I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. I just want the tits to see the tits of the tits. Yeah, of course. Most of us were like that. Yes. That was like a water cooler. Like, it was a... Gen- for for yeah. six months, it was a cultural thing of Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. People were like, you seen fucking Hunger Games chick has cum on her face? Yeah, it's crazy. Well, everybody knew about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got advertised with her Facebook. She has cum on her face, and there's yeah. one where she's completely naked. It's awesome. Yeah, they're pretty cool. And, and, and then, then she came out and was like, I feel very, very violated. We all went, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Sorry. that's fair. Sorry, that's really valid. Yeah. Yeah, she put us all in that place. Though. Yeah, and then I was like, one more time for good measure. You're not going cold turkey. Oh, no, I can't go cold turkey. <laughs> I can't die. go cold turkey off the Jennifer Lawrence nudes. <laughs> I wean myself. off. I have to off. wean myself off. I went. I went on there. I went on there. Jennifer Lawrence patches. Mm. It's where I just keep a little picture of her, like profile yeah. photo. Like it's just her face. Just one areola. Just one area. <laughs> yeah, just one little areola. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is getting me through the day. Yeah. It's no Jennifer Lawrence nudes. Yeah. But you know, it's. But it's, it's, it's I found I'm more energetic since going on these. Mm. I'm, I sweat less. I'm better at work. I, uh, I don't stink. I'm a better father to my children. I've come. I've come. You know, I'm constantly, I'm constantly jacking off and coming jacking to off Jennifer and Lawrence's everywhere. nudes. I, uh, I've become a better person. I'll tell you what it is, this, the celebrity nude thing. Uh-huh. I was thinking about this this week because there was another thing where it's like a celebrity's like red carpet, like blunder, and mm-hmm. then there was a wardrobe malfunction. And I'm like, it's gone to the point where I'm like, just... It, Call it a, a titty fell out. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Just I say think it's an issue with the English language more than anything. The phrase wardrobe malfunction. I, there's just so many ways to not say the thing. Yes. Well, that's the beauty of the English language. Sure. But sometimes I'm like, you're the news. Titty fell out. You could describe. Don't hit me with the, well, it was a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wardrobe malfunction with the eyebrows. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it was a wardrobe, wardrobe like, malfunction. Like they're smiling at themselves while they're typing. Yeah, yeah. Just a titty fell out, dude. And also, yeah. how dare you report on it like it's not a huge day <laughs> for everyone. You know what I mean? It's yeah. all like, oh, just a wardrobe malfunction. It's like, no, this is fucking sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is awesome. Well, actually, Jonathan, the problem with Syria at the moment is that the rebels have taken over the base and we cannot get in. If you can hear, there is gunfire behind me. We are in a lot of danger. I'm very sorry. We're going to have to cut to Jeff on the red carpet. Jeff, apparently Charlize Theron got her titties out. Yeah. I'm right here, Jeff. I've never seen anything like it. This is a fucking massive day for the team. Uh, so just to confirm here, We're Jeff. pouring right. Just to confirm here, Jeff. Uh, did you see both titties? Full Ted, dude. Full areola. It was fucking sick. Do you think this maybe was some intentional stunt move, or do you oh. think this is a right place, right time, oh. Jeff? Jeff. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That level of celebration yeah, yeah, yeah. is. But we're like, oh, wardrobe malfunction. I'm like, you should turn on the TV, and we're in the streets 
celebrating like a fucking <laughs> Kazakhstani street party <laughs> where like people are throwing out goats. <laughs> Picture of Lenny Kravitz's dick. Like we're all dancing around. <laughs> when Janet Jackson got her titties ripped off. By, no, sorry, by, ripped just, off, by ripped, Justin Timberlake. By, by Justin Timberlake. <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, two chimps dressed as Justin Timberlake ripped her titties off. <laughs> Two Remember Janet lines. Jackson had two monkeys in a Justin Timberlake outfit River? rip her titties off at the Super Bowl halftime show? <laughs> Justin Timberlake was sitting at home being like, I don't think anything could go wrong with this body double. Wait, you didn't hire the two chimps, did you? <laughs> and they're like, that's what we thought you said. No, I said, don't hire the two chimps. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to admit, Mr. Timberlake, they also go, ooh, ah, uh, ooh, ah, uh, ah, uh, a lot. That was different, man. I got soul. That was basically going to get you naked by the end of the song. There was like little to no disguise. We put him in a V-neck. They got to the fucking green room. And then he's stressing (laughs) out. He's sweating. And then he watches the show on television live. And then nailing it. He's like, oh, that crazy motherfucker. He did it. (laughs) Two (laughs) chips in a Justin Timberlake outfit sound like me. Holy fuck. (laughs) Turn it up, turn it up. Turn it up, turn it up. Listen to this. Two monks. I'm bringing sexy back. Yeah. And he's like, this is crazy. <laughs> Just and now the boys don't know how to act. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, they did it. This is never going to go wrong. And then right at the end, the chimps slip up yep. and rip <laughs> Johnny Jackson's clothes off. And he's like, oh no. <laughs> This was going so well. Oh, fuck. fuck. I said don't hire the two chips. This is going to be a whole why. thing. Oh, fuck. Tell I'm the two so chimps fucked. guy he's fired. He's fucking fired. Chip with the clipboard on top of another chimp. <laughs> Justin Timberlake's entire management team. I can't believe I got convinced... Into using two chimps Dude. by a human man, and the human man's just eating a banana. Dude, two chimps hobble in with Justin Bieber and throw him at Justin Timberlake's feet. Do you know what? In a way, I think we do do that, mm. provided that the the nudes are like uh, sort of intentional. Because a lot of the times you see article where it is like Selena Gomez. St- Downs in new swimwear. See-through dress. In see-through dress. And they're the ones where they're like, well, they put it up, so... Dude, if news.com.au has a folder of most zoomed pictures somewhere... Oh, fuck. There are some people getting crazy play. I'm like, I'm actually really getting into the news lately. It's all just... (laughs) just See-through Selena Gomez dress. (laughs) 1,500 dead in Morocco. Halle Berry's recent glow up. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Uh-huh. Oh, excuse me for a second. I'm reading the news. Scarlett Johansson falls over and we see up her skirt. Ooh. Yeah. It's crazy what the economy is like these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck. The world just keeps spinning. Dude, you got to be honest though. Like, there's nothing like a, a... Like, when you look at the news, I think a, a, a curb is doing a lot of good work for uh, skirt economy. I forgot the riff. But the point is... That you would view it like news. I also feel weird because at that point it does get creepy. It is creepy. To be like, oh, you see this, this is fucking accidental upskirt. It's yeah. Like, I feel kind of icky. That's, but I'd see, I'd rather just like a full fucking like 
Scarlett Johansson upskirt rather than like Scarlett Johansson had an unfortunate in, in interaction with the wind. Interaction with the wind. It should just be like, all right, get it out of your fucking system. Yeah. That should that should be the headline the headline should be Red Carpet Star suffers huge civil success. <laughs> Carpet on Red Star decides star is in fact waning, comes out with near see-through top. Welcome back to the new segment we like to call Will This Make Them Relevant Again? <laughs> Kira Knightley is wearing a see-through desk. Will this make her relevant yeah, again? Madonna's new fucking concert tour is performed entirely on a Sibian. What's, what's that? You know what a Sibian is? Oh. It's the thing that Howard Stern used to make chicks sit on. Well, yeah, what is it? It's like a vibrating chair. Oh, that's kind of creepy, Howard yeah. Stern. Howard Stern used to have a segment where he would be like, how you doing on the chair, love? And she's like, fucking... On the- <laughs> and she's like, yeah, pretty good, Howard. Like, <laughs> oh my God. So tell me about your first, uh, tell me about your first experience with the Sibian chair. <laughs> I wonder if I can find it. Yeah, this is a really weird segment, Howard. Here we go. Howard Stern, Octomom Nadia Suleiman rides the Sibian. Oh my God, okay. From the Howard Stern Show. You know her as Octomom. Her name is Nadia Suleiman. This is her first masturbation movie, and now she wants to sit on the Sibian and is excited about it. The bumpy parts, where do they go? <laughs> Push up against them like a woman. Oh. oh. There you go. Is that good? Ooh. Uh, you want some more juice? Uh, oh, God! What the heck? Wow. <laughs> what the heck? She came into being Mexican. <laughs> oh my god, what is this? This is crazy. Oh, senor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you come see, senor? I come so hard. <laughs> Dude, that is intense dystopian uncomfortability right there. I so confronting? fucking hated that. Yeah, yeah. I hated that so much. So brutal. Really? Oh my god. The fact that they mic'd her up with like six different microphones just in case she moans in the wrong direction. And there's just like the sound dude dying laughing. Yeah. And I'll be like, yeah. Yeah. yeah she wants to sit in the Sibian chair. Dude. Fucking that is the first iteration of Hunger Games. Oh yeah, dude, that was really upset. I didn't like yeah. that. Didn't yeah, like yeah, it's fucked up. That blurs that blurs uh, that blurs a line in your head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But also it was on radio. Like, oh, yeah, true. That's the weird part. Yeah. Is that got aired? That's crazy. Like, in between what, I don't know what year that was, but let's say fucking Justin Timberlake. I guarantee. And then, they're like, we got the actor mom sitting on the Sibian and you're there in your car <laughs> with your kids in the back. Yeah, just groceries and shit. We're like, yeah, yeah, she's sitting on the fucking Sibian. <laughs> oh my God, I got a mat. And then literally going, he is one of the greatest presenters out of <laughs> He's a legend this generation. Smash cut to him asking really stupid questions to very famous people. There's one interview that I watched because it was a really good interview. But the only time snippet that stands out in my head is him interviewing Chris Martin from Coldplay. Mm. Like 20, maybe 2011. Mm. And uh, he just goes, Chris, you ever been with a prostitute? And he goes, no, sir. Because mm-hmm. Chris Martin's got that. Yes, sir. No, sir. He's got like a sir thing that he always yeah. calls people sir. And then Howard goes, really, in all your years as a famous musician, you've never been with a prostitute? And he's like, no, sir. 
really? Like, it's like, dude, at what yeah. point does this stop being journalism? Yeah, we're well, like, come on, man, incriminate yourself. Come on, tell me about the prostitutes you've been with. He's like, I haven't been with any prostitutes. All right, we'll move on, I guess. Like, just well, that's the, I'll tell you what, that right there is sexism working in action because that's what chick podcasts are now. Yeah. And we're like, oh, so gross. Howard Stern did that and was called one of the greatest broadcasters of our time. Yeah, it's weird, right? We, the, the, like, the so how many dicks changes. have you sucked, Melanie? Yeah. <laughs> and then you just turn that to like, so how many dicks have you sucked, Melanie? And we're like, oh. Oh, come on. Howard Stern has just called her daddy for men. Yes. It's just getting a, a woman that's had eight children. Yeah. She's been in a porn movie. It was a self-masturbation video. We're going to make her masturbate <laughs> right here in front of us. We've got her on a specific chair. She's really excited. Eight we kids. Have, we have new presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy <laughs> on. He's running for Republican governor right now. Uh, he's going to sit on the Sibian. <laughs> he's running for office right now. He's going to sit on the Sibian, see if he doesn't come. Vivek, uh, in the interest of journalism, I think it's important I ask you that uh, on a global scale of men, Indian and South Asian gentlemen do have statistically the smallest penises. What are you packing? <laughs> Just him fucking coming. <laughs> this is the thing, Howard. I believe in religion. I believe in family. Putting on Howard's turn. Night, I will not take another inch. <laughs> this is so intense right now. Do you know what's intense? What you're doing to the people of Ukraine. Yeah, Ukraine. Yes, if it's like this, I have to stop doing it. <laughs> it's too much. Vladimir yeah. Putin's still back in his fucking... He's still in the Kremlin watching television being like, they never guessed that there was two monkeys in Vladimir Putin outfit. <laughs> they had to dress up the Sibian like a horse to get Putin to sit on it. <laughs> he goes, okay, you guys got me good. Very funny, very funny Sibian vibrating chair. Okay, thank you for the interview. Walks out the door. <laughs> Except for how it's done. Except for, yeah. Who gets dragged back to the Kremlin, put in a dungeon, and is strapped to a Sibian... I didn't ah! mean it. Still broadcasting on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I love the Howard Stern show, but now uh, I don't like it when the uh, the crazy Russian co-hosts just shout in the background. <laughs> it's really fucking mental. Also, I didn't like it when he changed it to Western Pig Dog Show. <laughs> Dude, that doesn't work, man. The I speak the a brain. little Russian. They keep shouting, "Where's the turn off button for the recording stuff?" Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> it's almost like they took him. And he was attached to all the radio equipment. <laughs> what the fuck? Is Howard Stern an android? Is Howard Stern an android that purely exists to keep the masses stupid? And that's why we celebrate him? What if Vladimir Putin knew this, is trying to change the system, and is actually the good guy? Oh, shit. Now we're getting into it. Yeah. What if Ukraine is a new country? Yeah. Because it's new technology. Go on. The robots, they're like, they're the only ones fighting back. They're the ones fighting back against Vladimir Putin, the woken one that realizes mm. that there are successful android nation states. So what you're saying is that what's happening in Ukraine and Russia is like a similar thing to like iRobot. Yeah, yeah. And Vladimir Putin is Will Smith. Yeah, it's exactly what I'm saying. Cool. That's what I'm saying. And that's why the Ukrainians are winning because they're robots. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. They have lasers in their eyes. They've replaced the old robots, yep. human Ukrainians. Hum with human Ukrainians. And Vladimir Putin's like, there's something wrong with the robots, John! <laughs> Vladimir, how about you go take some time off, all right? Be with the family, eat some pumpkin pie. No, John! No, you don't understand! NATO keeps moving, John! <laughs> I'm not 
crazy. Look, all this fucking NATO talk is making people in the office uncomfortable, all right? Yeah, I get it. You had a bad experience, but it's just, it's, they're not moving any forward. They said they wouldn't move another inch. He has to watch a bunch of holographs of Gorbachev. No. Like, <laughs> no, Vladimir. That is the question. <laughs> that is the right question. <laughs> Gorbachev told me to kill the Ukrainians. <laughs> Why? I don't know what you're talking about. Throws the chair against the fucking <laughs> glass True. shakes. I'm sorry. I'm allergic to bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Something wrong with the goddamn Ukrainians, John. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, is is your show happening right when now? When this comes out, my first show, Don't Panic, It's Happened Before, should be happening tonight. At the Factory Theatre, 21st, 23rd, and 24th of September. Don't panic, it's happened before. It's an experimental work in progress. Uh, all about history. Excuse nice. me. Um, and you should come. And if you listen to the pod, the discount code is HISTORY, all capitals. H-I-S-T-O-R-Y. Use it at checkout for cheap fucking tickets. Hell yeah, dude. All right, everybody. Go, go see the show. And is that anything else? Is there anything else? No. Tell all your friends. Leave us a review. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.